Hello, beloved listeners. Welcome back to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast where we are deep, deep into our game of scum and villainy. Uh, I am your game master and producer, Connor Sheridan, and today I am joined, as always, by... Oh no, I didn't pull up my character tabs, but I can look over here. Perfect. It's not like I have to. I remember what your characters' names are, but it just helps me to have an order. Uh, Cleric playing Myriad the Muscle. Hello, I am Cleric. Not a cleric. Was it was it a clerical error for me to say that? What? <laughs> ah, like a cleric. But, a cleric. <laughs> but I Myriad is not a cleric. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like they they actually have wait they have I think they have doctors in this game wait no do they I can't remember There's how the doctor hard. action yeah I was just trying to remember how hard this game just straight up tries to be Firefly sometimes there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that by the way um, <laughs> and that was the voice of Tony playing Augustine the speaker welcome all uh, we also have here Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hiya. And Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. If this is Firefly, can I be the Nathan Fillion? (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll all just fight over the Nathan Fillion. We all have to be um, the guy guy who dies. The guy who dies. Just be a leaf in the wind. Yeah, exactly. Um, But various points in various different fun shirts. Um... (laughs) But uh, we uh, rejoin right after. Whew, that was that was some race, folks. Um, <laughs> Augustine resumed their old old identity that they'd set aside sometime before in their travels as Augustine the Wind. Not only did they power their way to the front of the race, they raced clean. They, they made sure that um, a pair of racers who seemed to be gunning for um, Zinc Garland uh, weren't able to complete their nefarious schemes. And thankfully, um, Myriad and Gadget were also uh, on the ball in terms of sniffing out some more backup plans from your competition to detonate a part of the course uh, and foiled that plan. Uh, and meanwhile, back at the, the pits, Quell was nearly apprehended um, by the returning Yazoo and a figure who turned out to be Gadget's father. <laughs> Um, looking for Gadget, not finding her there. Um, and Quell used her budding, kind of maybe scarily budding powers of mind and emotion manipulation to, to save herself and more importantly, to save Chalice. That was really a, a protective measure from the senpai on behalf of the Kohai, and I'm sure Chalice will never forget it. I mean, this is probably all going to lead to my head blowing up scanner style, but, you know, it's you do what's right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if your head blows up, then at least you can say, well, you still had a head. 
you used it well. <laughs> uh, and we ended pretty much directly on Augustine crossing the finish line with um, with Quell having just um, met uh, sort of a, a strange figure who is who is all clad in the sort of the tunic and the scarves that are traditional of uh, or the uh, kind of utilitarian wear of the sand fisher folk of Subita. Because, you know, you got to keep that sand out because it gets everywhere, just like Anakin said. I think I think we'll, we'll zoom in there real quick before, because they would not stick around for long. Um, you know, the, the, the race closing, I think, um, just as Augustine crossed the finish line, um, this... Actually, let me let me think about this. Let me think about how I want to structure this real quick. Hmm. Let's do the payoff first. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut back on this. That, that makes more sense to me. Let's start with the payoff and the upkeep and whatnot. Uh, keep keep zoomed out a little bit, and we can do flashbacks because flashbacks are fun. <laughs> okay. Um. So as the winner of the race, Augustine you do get to collect the winnings. Um, and that will take us straight into payoff, which we ended before last time. Um, we didn't discuss the exact specifics of what the prize pool was. Um, for all I know, Augustine didn't even look into it that much. It was just a matter of, well, somebody's got to edit it to that race. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the prize pool would probably be six credits. Um, you know, kind of a, a standard payout for a crew like yours uh, on a standard job, but that's a lot of money for just winning a race. So uh, it's all in perspective there. And I am aware, I do remember, of course, that the Beluga has <laughs> uh, cargo eye. Your crew gains plus one cred for smuggling or delivery jobs. If anybody can justify to me. Why, what you just did was a smuggling or delivery job. I'd be fine with giving you an extra cred for that, but I'm not going to do that work for you. I delivered myself from the start <laughs> line to the finish line. Lord. That is true. <laughs> you delivered the win. We smuggled you in as a contestant. You were unexpected, and then you delivered the win. That, that is some Olympic-style stretching right there, guys. <laughs> that is some real gymnastics right there. <laughs> okay, and how do you... Tell you what, how... It, you could translate that to being an extra cred. We could say that looks like, you know, Augustine getting sponsorship offers. You know, we've got to reflect that in the fiction somehow. What do you think? Um... I mean, some of it could have um, been some uh, illegal, or not illegal, but some unexpected gambling since uh, Augustine was a very last minute and extremely unexpected contestant, participant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so people wouldn't have known, except for those of us who were on the inside. Uh, I was thinking that it could be the farm that we got sandwich from. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since since sandwich just won the race mm -hmm. could always you know be a little bit of a refund for using 
August in the wind, the wind for, for promotion. See, that would make so much sense if we were going to give sandwich back. <laughs> because then people would be like, oh, you know, we've got sandwich, like the racer here. Like, that's going to bring, like, notoriety to the farm. People might want to, like, there's, like, the whole thing of, like, I know horses, like, you know, are put to stud. Maybe, like, I don't know what sandwich is all about. But, like, but the thing is, that was we were giving sandwich back. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, yes, the uh, the tank, which I believe is what we called the, the ranch where you got a sandwich from, will uh, offer a forward on a sponsorship deal to Augustine. And that it, Augustine the Wind, the returning champion. And that's where the extra cred comes from here. Because you delivered yourself with just such small... You smuggled yourself <laughs> into the starting lineup and then delivered yourself to the finish line with such a plum. Um, you also kind of deliver. You also sort of delivered Zinc in the deliver us from evil sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're getting biblical. We delivered which, some sweet justice is what we did. <laughs> which, to be clear, you know, Zinc. Zinc had first place in the bag, but they were playing dirty. Uh, if not for the, you know, if not for Augusta in the Wind also being very good, she could have won that race if she wanted to. Um, but uh-huh. you had to protect her because there were two people and a whole rock slide that was going to mess up her day. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, okay, right. So payoff. That is seven creds. Um, you can split that amongst yourselves. Um, and the beluga. Uh, I think the beluga currently has three already. Three cred. Yeah. So that's that includes our bets, right? It doesn't. No. Okay. It doesn't. Uh, okay. All of you took out the credit that you bet, right? Yes. I did. Okay. Yes. So I wrote it down, back, uh, one before here, yes, okay, so Quell bet two, Myriad bet two, and Augustine bet one. That means Quell, you can mark four credits as you head to uh, collect your bets at the betting counter. Myriad, you can collect four credits, and Augustine, via whoever you bet on yourself through, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it was Gadget. Um, you can collect two credits. Okay. And for the purposes of your creds, I'll say that you can just mark down the amount of credits that you have um, if you don't want them to immediately go into your stash. And you can use them in this downtime, because I think this makes sense. But if you anything you don't use at the end of downtime has to go into your stash. Otherwise, it'll be wasted. It's, it's just not practical for someone who lives a kind of lifestyle like you do to keep that much liquid liquid cash on hand. Okay. Just keep it in my pockets. <laughs> Big pockets. Big uh, it's liquid, pockets. so it would just pour through, you know? It's, it's, yeah. It just nice. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. And how do we want to split the uh, the seven? So, well, my creds are full. We can put one in the beluga. Um, We're going to have to spend one upkeep on the beluga for downtime. Mm -hmm. So that would leave five. How much does everyone else have right now? Well, 
I'll tell you something right now. Uh, Alice is also going to want a replacement for that uh, that sand boat you wrecked. Uh, do we want to oh, yeah. one to Alice and then keep one? Four? You think the sand boat costs how one much credit? Does a sand boat cost? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold cost on. The cost ten dollars. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Myriad and Gadget were up on that up in that area mm-hmm. and what vac was knocked out the other guy was killed yeah. they had to get up there somehow yeah the, no they brought a sandboat if you stole it and are planning on giving it to alice then um you'd still need to pay some credits but it would be fewer because yeah, basically okay. it would be the difference between you know taking it through the chop and uh, modifying it enough so that it wouldn't get caught uh, instead of giving them an all new one. You may want to like de-identify that sand boat though, given that it was being piloted by some purple lackeys. Right. (laughs) Take a nail file to the, to the bin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're, we're, we're a smuggling crew. That's basically what we do. Right. That is true. Yep, that's true. All right, if so, you do that, I think a new sandboat by itself would nor- ordinarily be probably like five creds. What? Um, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, right here in the rules reference, six creds is enough for a small vehicle or ship module. So I'm cutting you a little bit of a deal because it's just a you know <laughs> dinky little sandboat. Um, but if you bring them one that they can retrofit. And, you know, most of the work's done for them. It'll, they'll only charge an extra two credits to kind of smooth things over there. So that would leave us with three. Uh, Gadget, how many creds do you have on you? None! Or to, to be clear, you, you're costing two to... Uh, it's a total of two paid to Alice yep. and the child. Yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yep, and then one would go into the ship one would go into the ship upkeep so that was four. Oh, okay that so you mean leave us yeah. three if we're if quell myriad and i are all full up on creds do we just want to give them to gadget i think yeah i guess we could do that i have i had so after i bet my two i had one left and then because i bet two i got four back right yes Okay, so now I have a total of five. Okay. And yeah, you can keep that fifth one uh, floating for now. I think that's how many you can have in your track, right? Yeah, you can keep that fifth one floating for now. um, But if you still have it at the end of this downtime, you'll have to put it into your stash. Okay. Because I was looking at it, I saw that I had like three creds. And I was like, I don't know if I took the two out that I bet. Because I'm pretty sure I had to spend a cred to fix my shoulder. So. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's you know, everybody shaking your hand, Augustine. That's like, you know, hoisting the trophy and somebody handing over a... Uh, um, I mean, they, I guess they usually don't do the payment, like, right on the winner's stand, do they? Uh, you know, you heading back to the office after. I mean, um, they could have handed Augustine a giant check. <laughs> like the publisher's clearing <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> 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 
um yeah you get your your giant suvitin publisher's clearinghouse check uh now uh heat after a job or conflict the crew takes heat in the system the job took place all right so i think we might be in trouble yeah we we kind of killed a guy Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know so. about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to come well, up necessarily. <laughs> um, so, two heat is contained, standard exposure. Four heat is loud and chaotic, high exposure. Um, I think it was probably between those two. Because, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was chaotic, but it was loud. <laughs> so probably three heat. Uh, and then add plus two heat for uh, for killing. Uh, killing anybody who isn't like a high profile target. So uh, that's five heat total. In- and, <laughs> and we have just passing through. So yeah, that so will that's... give us minus one. Cool. Thank goodness. So four instead. Because I'm like, we're at the point in Grand Theft Auto where I think they might be bringing up the helicopters. <laughs> so, so it's like, I almost didn't kill a person. Almost. Mm-hmm. Well, almost. I mean, you could also you could also say that the heat is taken off from, you know, like, the race. <laughs> the, normal, the part of the job that didn't involve killing anybody. All right. And let's see. Okay. Subita's in the full reward. Just confirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, Oof, indeed. <laughs> and that means your full reward track fills up. <laughs> I think we Fine. need to oh, no. get sandwich in the vehicle and leave. <laughs> uh, and when it fills, you mark one box at the wanted level, and then you okay. empty the heat meter. Uh, so in Grand Theft Auto terms, it's it's really at this point, it's just like you, you know, stole a car, punched somebody in front of a cop. We have one uh, star. Yeah, yeah, okay. one star. <laughs> so I would just like to take a second to point out some something right now, which is mm-hmm. that there's all these beliefs that poor Quell is being followed by a bounty hunter because she's done something terrible, killed a person or something, <laughs> and yet Quell has not killed anyone. <laughs> Our 12-year-old mechanic has killed someone. Gadget. You're a bad influence. I don't know what to tell you. Gadget did not fire the killing shot. Gadget Me- did not kill anybody. Yeah. You're an accessory, Gadget. <laughs> Myriad killed somebody to keep Gadget safe. And also yep. because it was, you know, I mean, the sniper rifle was right there. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, okay. And now we do entanglement. So finally we get to roll on the second table. Uh, let's see. Roll 1D and consult the result in the column equal to the wanted level of the system the ship is in at the end of the job. So I'll have the beluga roll 1D6. If I can find, there it is. And it's a 6. Is that, is that good? I mean, well, if you like higher tables... It's roll on one and two. Uh, what? No. <laughs> it goes, yeah, yeah. Okay, Is that but good? this time it's just a one. Usually it's it's better. Okay. Oh, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's collectors again. Let's see. They saw you win. Now they're here for our money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Something like that. That was a good uh, win there, Augustine. Hand it over. We saw the giant check. <laughs> All right, here we go. Collectors, a collection agency claims part of your ship. Pay them two cred, give them the components, remove a ship module, or make them leave another way. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to manifest that in a little bit because I want to I don't want to get too weird about the order we're doing things in here. Mm-hmm. But we have some collectors coming. Okay. So, that was the entanglements. Uh and then the next step would be downtime, but there's a, a few things we should make sure we're we're kind of letting the the camera rest on for at least a moment first. I think before any of this happens, Quell, as you're still at the pit stop, you and uh, Chalice behind you, um, you looking at this this uh, enigmatic figure in the the, the tunic and, and scarves. Um, you know, probably a, a beat passes. Do you say anything to this person as they're kind of staring you down? Uh, so Are you gonna wait for them to speak. For for what I re- from what I remember, this person kind of helped helped cover, kind of pulled the these are not the urchins you're looking for. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I think I remember you saying that they this person sounded a lot like Gadget and someone else I couldn't quite place. Yep. All right. Um, well, I think Quell would look at the person, kind of peer at them, unsure of their intentions, but understanding and appreciative that the person had had helped mm-hmm. and would be like, um, well, uh, thank you, I guess, uh, for what you did there. I'm not sure I like owing anybody anything, though, so you mind telling me what you're doing here? Not right now. And they, they look around. Meet me tonight at the the most rimward facility on the salt the salt cake factory. I'll explain everything there. Oh okay. And how do I know that I can trust you? They just look at you a moment and they reach uh sort of up under their scarves and kind of like under their tunic. They're kind of like, you know, reaching up into their clothes. Uh, and they they produce something. It probably takes a second for you to recognize it. But then you see that it is the spirit machine device that you and Gadget made together. And they just hold it out to you. Um, Quell looks at it, takes it, nods, and says, we'll be there. I think we might have to dodge a few folks in the process, but we'll be there. They say, uh, I need that back. <sighs> All right. Well, it was nice to quit getting acquainted with it briefly. I'm sure <laughs> we'll be seeing more of it later. Uh, and the figure nods and says... It'll all make sense in a few hours. I'll see you there. All right. Uh, it was a 
Well, it was hopefully a pleasure making your acquaintance. I guess we'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they nod and they step back and, and make their way out before the, uh, the crowds start to really swell up, you know, uh, and start, start charging down and it would be too, too difficult to make an escape. Okay. So this person clearly is trying to be stealthy and not get trapped where the public would be able to see them and confront them. Uh, Potentially, yeah. It seems like they mostly want to get out of there before, you know, before other folks show up. So, yeah, they're just, it seems like they're trying to avoid entanglements in that way. Yeah. Okay. And refresh my memory, this little uh, spirit machine that Gadget and I made, when did we last see that? You last saw it on the deck of that mysterious ship that uh, sank away into the mist. Oh uh, yeah, because the they wanted our um, they wanted our artifact or something, right? We made a, a decoy. Was that it? Mm-hmm. All right. How did they get that? That's that's quite a conundrum, <laughs> but intriguing. So I will now have to somehow convince my crew members that we should indeed go meet this person, who may or may not have it out for us. <laughs> uh, all right. And yeah, they, they said to meet tonight. Um, and we said the race started at like roughly 10 Subita time, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, mid-morning. Um, so at this point, you know, it's it's probably like the afternoon. And they said the most rimward structure? Yeah. Actually, tell you what they said. They said twilight instead. I think that makes a little more sense. Okay. Well, I'm gonna hope that Gadget knows what the most rimward structure is here in Subita. <laughs> they said the most rimward structure of the uh, salt cake salt cake plant. So that's that's a little oh. easier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, uh, Chalice is still clearly shaken. Um, and is not really sure. I think they're starting to question again, like, you know, how much of a, a danger that they are for you. Um, you can kind of tell that they're, like, feeling a little uncertain now um, with Yazoo gunning for you. Um, but Not literally, though. I mean, like, I've literally been shot. Yeah, you didn't literally shoot me, so we're fine. <laughs> uh, and they'll, you know, kind of smile and, and nod at that. Like, even if, you know, the concern remains, the fact that your uh, quell is is her typical uh, irreverent self is is soothing in its own way. Well, and honestly, I mean, what if Yasu had shown up somewhere where Chalice had been on their own, and you know, we hadn't been there to help look out for them that would have been disastrous i think that if if anything chalice is safer here with us i think let's see augustine at some point uh as you're as you're accepting the trophy another piece actually of the the final piece and maybe not final who knows another piece in your set of spindle uh spindle pieces uh oh gosh, what was her name? Ursula Crag. 
Zink's dad, uh, Zink's mom. Uh, uh, Tinny and... Uh, Tinny and Lamina. Tinny, like, just comes up behind you and just gives you a massive hearty slap on the back and is just like, a gust in the wind. Never thought I'd see your face again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't stay away from the tracks. <laughs> and she just says, uh, none of us can. And she just scoops you into a big old, big old, like, back-popping hug. <laughs> and, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll go from that to, you know, if you head back and regroup at the Beluga, I think that the way that the Collector... <laughs> The way that the collectors probably manifest here is um, it's it's the chop. You know, you've kind of been putting off that job they asked you to do. And <laughs> as you get back, you, you find a crew is working to uh, dismantle part of the belugas. <gasps> oh, let's no. see. St- the funny thing is you still don't have, like, like how are they going to dismantle your smuggling compartment? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh i'd just say like part of your engines probably like one of your your kind of anterior engines uh that you know kind of give you finer control what the hell and yeah so the way that you deal with collectors is you can either pay them two cred give them the components removing a ship module or in this case a level of engine or make them leave another way and unfortunately, this is separate from you paying off Alice, because that was just Alice's boat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the chop kind of getting uh, getting impatient that you've been using them as a parking lot for your stay here at Subita. So, how do you think you'll, you'll resolve this? I think the beluga's going to get mad. I think the beluga, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's creaking... Um, with irritation, certainly, as these, uh, <laughs> as these strange folks, you know, kind of set up like scaffolding and like move their little, uh, their little lifters underneath to, you know, uh, haul away the stuff once they, once they dismantle it. You guys, the beluga just started talking to us, so we can't let somebody pilfer any of its parts. It's not the most fun option, but I think we should just pay it off. Them off. Uh, well, the beluga just started talking to y'all, but she's always talked to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just never knew how to listen. <laughs> do, do I just walk? I, I'd like walk into the area where the beluga is and I just see people trying to disassemble the beluga that's like the visual i walk up and there's like a crew of people yeah you come back on that boat probably on that stolen boat that you were planning on selling off right because that's how you've been getting around <laughs> yeah um and it, in the distance you know the beluga is a, it's a very distinctive shape so you see <laughs> yes. like uh the silhouettes of folks kind of on top of it uh, some folks underneath. So yeah, you, you see the crew coming in from a long way off. Okay. Um, I think what I would do is probably very gently shoot toward them. <laughs> what the? 
Hell? <laughs> Gently not, shoot toward him. Like, warning shots. Le- <laughs> warning shots. Okay. You get shot, you're like, it's so not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> not, not aiming at the people, but aiming at, like, the area around the people. Uh, as um, soon as you pull your gun, uh, Chalice just, like, ducks their head and is like, oh, no more of this. <laughs> oh, Chalice. <laughs> They're just not made for the life of crime. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, but what were you going to say, Augustine? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, and as I, as I shoot around them, I'm going to bellow out, get your hands away from my beluga! <laughs> uh, all right. Had so, enough of this shit. <laughs> so it sounds like you're doing it commandingly. Yes. Um, you're scaring away Jawas. I think this is probably risky. Uh, what, what gun are you using? Um, I'm probably I probably just have my cane on me right now, so it's not like a long distance. It's just you know, warning shots, okay. making noise. Yeah. Okay, I think it's a risky standard command then. Okay. Risky. Yeah, risky. Submit. Standard. Submit. No bonus die. Uh, not mm. not very good. Did not. It was not very effective. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So you got a a three, as you're high. Uh, let's see. On a risky, I think what this looks like is the chop is kind of used to people rolling up and starting to shoot at them, right? Because <laughs> where it is, it's a little bit lawless. Um, okay. And, you know, when people want to take their stuff, they, they come and try to take their stuff. So the gates that you are heading toward drop um, and some, like you see some gun emplacements turn toward you. Um, and just like, you know, voices over speaker. No, they don't really have... It's just... Have we had... Like natural megaphones. Yeah, it would be like the, just like the big horns. Uh, now, nah, these... These folks probably... Most of them don't know semaphore. <laughs> they, don't, they don't travel between Landbergs that much. Um, just commanding you to... Halt your advance, or we'll be forced to crush you and take all your shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you're in a desperate position. Oh, I'm going to... Wait, I can resist that, though, right? You can resist the desperate position. You can't resist them, like, closing the gates on you. Okay. So it could, like, proceed to be risky or something like that. Nah, desperate's more fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm what are going, you thinking, Augustine? I'm thinking that I'm going to step between you and the gates <laughs> and kind of like do the hand on either side, like kind of pointing your gun down and <laughs> waving them down and telling them. Gu- I'm not putting my gun down. It's not going down. <laughs> I guess I'm trying. <laughs> especially because you're exhausted you're just like yeah, immediately like... setting a hand on top of it 
And I uh, glance over to Myriad. It's like, please, I just want some rest. <laughs> and, and, to, and to the other side, just kind of try and talk them down and uh, not persuade, sway them that there's been a misunderstanding and try and we have good smuggler, <laughs> bad smuggler here. <laughs> yeah, got to do it sometimes. Uh, okay. Well, Augustine, you still have level three harm. So yeah. in order for you to do this, you're either going to have to push yourself or um, get assistance from somebody who chooses to let you ignore your level three harm. Um, what does it mean to assist someone? Because Quell could probably try to assist. She uh, she is a, a seasoned liar. You would take stress equal to the current number of ticks you have in your connection clock with um, Augustine? That might be bad, though. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm almost all the way stressed unless unless I can spend that last gambit which allows me to ignore any stress cost yes you can you can still uh, do that yep uh, would you like that assistance using that gambit uh, yeah. Augustine I'd be okay with that it's either okay. that or I most likely take trauma Oh, well, we don't want that to happen. Like, I just don't want to see my elderly captain pitch forward with his nose bleeding into the sand. That would be bad. So, yes, I am going to assist Augustine. But instead of taking that stress cost, I am going to spend that gambit because I'm accessing the power of the way. The power mm -hmm. is flowing through me to help Augustine not take trauma. Mm -hmm. you, you plant your your boots on the sand and you just try to let the the connection you have to the spirits around you to sort of uh fill you even as you yourself are quite quite pushed to the limit um spirits to do this help me lie <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i think let's see this is where the hack that we have of the two different systems coming together phrase a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, since we're getting pretty close to the end here, I think you can just go ahead and spend uh, your normal... Yeah, why not? You can you can use that as one of the things that you... Because you would normally... Um, you would normally spend three stress and have three options to pick right mm -hmm. so you're you, one of the options that you're choosing to pick here as if you'd spent three stress is allowing them to ignore their level three harm what other two benefits would you like to pick and as a reminder they're at the bottom of the play mat here uh let's take a look augustine augustine would you like an additional die uh yes excellent and then the last one, Augustine, would you prefer to have an improved effect or an improved position? Uh, it's desperate what right now? Uh, let's see. I think let me do a fortune roll to see how close Alice is. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, it's limited by default because uh, this is Alice's shift. You probably uh, want yeah. effect then, right? Because desperate will give you what's it XP. called, right? Yeah. All right. So I also give you the gift of improved effect by standing there and backing you up, 
by backing you up, I might mean holding you up because you're looking a little rough, Captain. It's okay. You know what? <laughs> Quell knows Captain really well. And so Quell pretty much always carries a little snifter of whatever Captain's like steadying drink of choice might be <laughs> in one of her many cargo pockets. Ah, uh, yes, de escalation sherry. <laughs> here's, here's your de escalation sherry, Captain. I, I, you know, I just keep this on hand in case of emergency. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Augustine, go ahead and give me a, a desperate standard sway um, with a bonus die as you, you try to cut this uh, this uh, rapidly spiraling situation short. Uh, four, five, four, three. So five. Okay, got five. Go ahead and mark your XP. Hopefully the sherry worked. So I think the desperate consequence here... Um, it's, you know, it's a pretty big complication. Uh, you are able to halt the, the escalation. That totally works. But uh, Alice isn't going to be able to smooth over your crew taking, you know, opening fire in the direction of the work crew. Um, they want you out of here. <laughs> uh, Let me just be like, what does Myriad look like? Does Myriad look old? Can we just yeah. say it was an accidental discharge? If you resist that consequence, you can. <laughs> Myriad, you know, it was an accident. We'll complete well, with the holler and get away from the balloon. <laughs> you know. <sighs> you know, I've got four ticks in resolve, so... <laughs> Let's let's see if I just trauma out. <laughs> okay, no, if you want to go for it, not. see if this could be Augustine's uh, finest then hour. Then we can be like, "You killed our captain." <laughs> <laughs> We're suing. <laughs> what did you do to him? Oh, oh, oh. that's trauma. <laughs> yeah, no, you Your killed our captain. Four. But you still resist it. So, mm-hmm. like, I think we just get like a few quick shots. Of, you know, Augustine standing with, like, Quell, you know, like, helping helping them to their feet. Um, you know, the uh, a tense moment. Um, the gate slowly lowering, some, some people flagging you in. Cut to the office of the, like, the, the boss of the chop, who we haven't seen yet. And I think we still don't see, because it's from their perspective, um, like, facing toward you. Of uh, Augustine just, like, you know, like nodding and like off you know like maybe shakily like clinking glasses with them you know (laughs) as you as you bust out the good spirits to uh to help smooth this over um and after i would say this probably takes you several hours to make this happen uh it's it's getting on getting on twilight now um but not there yet you know you probably have like maybe an hour to go uh when you just you you work it out it's so in line with Quell's beliefs of augustine <laughs> this is perfectly in line with my augustine too belief <laughs> uh and since you, you since you push yourself so hard on, on this and you're taking you know a, a personal toll i think uh augustine even manages to smooth over the collections part so we we can forget about that <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you're you're gonna take trauma of some kind. Captain, you must paid for this ship with your life. <laughs> Not sure if I wanna go unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they're all, they're all fun, but horrible, you know, uh, cold mm -hmm. is a really tough one. Uh, we already have someone who's paranoid. I'd say both cold and vicious, uh, oh. soft, you know, like I could, if you're kind of thinking of how it comes from this situation, you know, we could maybe say soft or something. Um, but yeah, no, it's up to you and you don't need to decide right now. Uh, I'd just say probably by the end, by the next time we play, which will ideally be the start of uh, our last big uh, score, have it picked out. Okay. Um, and yeah, nor normally taking a level of trauma means you're pretty much out of the rest of the score unless something really makes sense for you to come back in. But since we're in downtime, um, I think, it, it, you know, you're just going to you're going to need some some time. But you'll still be able to take your downtime actions and stuff. Hmm. Well, Quell is really oh, worried. <laughs> I mean, Quell, Quell really sees the crew of the Beluga as a surrogate family and truly believes that Augustine is kind of the, the patriarch of this family or the parental figure of this family. Um, and so it's a little bit like watching your, your bigger than life parental figure suddenly falter and have like their first real health issue in front of you. And so Quell is like kind of on edge from this and like is simultaneously like mad at the people at the chop for what she perceives as pushing him into this position, but also like mad at the captain for stressing himself that much and like <laughs> wants him to settle down and take care of himself. But also in many ways has kind of viewed like the captain as their fearless leader. So there's a little bit of like the, what do we do without our fearless leader? So this is like challenging for Quell. <laughs> it's the moment you realize your parents are, are mortal, you know, right. You're, you're, you're like seeing Augustine's, I mean, it's not really even Augustine's age. I don't want to be like weirdly pushing like, Oh, Augustine's old. That means uh, <laughs> they get tired easy. No, it's like, you're just, you know, Augustine's been so infallible in, uh, in terms of, indefatigable in terms mm -hmm. of being able to smooth things over for you. Well, exactly. And if you think about the only other parental figure that Quell really has, a literal ancient spirit who doesn't suffer <laughs> from these issues, this mm -hmm. is kind of like a what the hell moment. So yeah, yeah Quell is a little like very torn on how we should continue to pursue or where we should go from here. Right. Um, but I was going to say, good news, Augustine, your stress track clears. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got all those downtime actions to do whatever you want. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I think what makes sense here is you probably won't be in any shape to go to this meeting. Uh, if the rest of you want to go, then Chalice will will. Well, I guess is Augustine trying to cover up just how shaken and exhausted they are or was augustine kind of accepting help from the crew at this point i mean he wouldn't have tried to cover it up completely mm -hmm. kind of like the it's not as bad as it seems 
uh-huh. and still leaning on Quell, but not playing off, not letting them see how bad it actually is. Okay. Well, I think uh, Chalice is definitely going to want to stick around and um, and keep an eye on you just after seeing, you know, like how how pushed you were. Um, so you won't be a- alone on the beluga. Uh, I think, you know, definitely of all the people that Chalice is connected with, you know, they have that they have that kind of uh, sibling-esque bond with with uh, Quell, but they also really look up to you, Chalice, or you, Augustine. So they're worried. Um, but we're getting to around the point of twilight yet so the question is quell what are what are you gonna do have you told the others about it do you tell the others about it um now normally the very first person she would tell would probably be augustine Mm -hmm. but seeing augustine in this super rough shape and seeing that he is very willing to push himself to the point of trauma for the crew, she would be very reluctant, I think, to put him in that position again, where he would potentially insist on going and putting himself in harm's way and getting even worse. And I don't think she'd really be able to like handle it if something even worse happened to him. So I think that after like the crew gets Augustine kind of set up comfy with whatever recuperative liqueur of his choice he requires. You know, um, I think that Quell would probably pull the rest of the crew aside and say, look, normally I'd be saying this to the captain too, but I don't think, I don't think it's a good thing to tell him about this. He may want to come along, and I couldn't handle it if he got himself in in harm's way. There was somebody at the pit today, somebody real mysterious, and they seemed to know a lot about us. Uh, They had that machine we made, Gadget, the one that we infused with spirit that we gave to that boat that was hunting us down. And I don't know. I couldn't see their face very well. They were wearing a lot of of, uh, scarves and gear to travel the sands out here. They sounded like you for some reason. Was it a ghost? That sounds like a ghost. It was a ghost ship after all, Quell. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if ghosts can walk around on racetracks in the middle of the day, but all I know is this person wanted to meet with us, and they wanted to meet with us at twilight in the most rimward-facing building of the salt plant. I, I'm a little I'm a little worried about meeting up with people today because Miriam and I may have gotten into a little bit of trouble during the races. Oh yeah, what happened out there? I mean, I didn't see any explosions, so I figured you two were able to head it off at the pass. Yep, we <laughs> we took care of things, made sure there were no explosions. So did you two just like cut the wires or dig up the detonators and dispose of them? We successfully cut the wires eventually. Yes. 
Uh, the captain's not within earshot, is he? Mm, I don't think so, unless he was specifically trying to listen in, which he may be, but Quell wouldn't have brought up the meeting if she thought the captain could hear them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Did you remember to close tubes. the talkie tube? <laughs> yeah, just real quick, close the talkie I'm going to stuff a sock into the talkie tube. <laughs> I'm going to say Quell would not have initially remembered to close the talkie tube. So uh, I don't know. would just rat us out anyways. Because <laughs> Quell is kind of rattled. So no, Quell would not have remembered to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's up to you. Um, I think... I think I would have stuffed a sock into the talkie tube when Gadget mentioned the talkie tube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you hear some talking from where you're you're resting in your your quarters. Uh, or wait, you don't have quarters. Where are you resting on the beluga? <laughs> Good I actually sleep in my workshop, which isn't retrofitted for a sleeping quarter, but that's where I hang out. See, Normally we sleep in the cargo bay. I just always thought the captain slept up in like the wheelhouse. Yeah, he, he probably has a, a hammock up there. <laughs> okay. A very lush hammock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you from the distant talkie tubes, you kind of hear like uh, the distant crew's voice of your crew and then it cuts out when when uh, Myriad shoves the sock in there. Oh, God, we're like toddlers. You're going to be more <laughs> suspicious now than you're going quiet. <laughs> um, I attune with the ship and ask what's going on. <laughs> oh, the ship's going to tattle on us! <laughs> um, but... Yeah, okay. Are you going to continue your, your line of inquisition on the uh, on what actually happened out there on the track, or are you going to leave it there, Quell? I mean, <laughs> Quell, Quell is not like Augustine. She's not an automatic lie detector, but she's also like, Gadget's not a good liar. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really clear there's like some kind of omission going on. When it's like, oh yeah, we we cut the wires. That's right. It's like, okay, and like, uh, there were people out there, or like, what what's going on? But, oh yeah. Uh, um, what's her face's person that she bosses around was up there, and I think I hit his head. He wasn't cool. Clabbered him right on the head because he was had his gun pointed at. Uh, gadget yeah well i mean i guess you gotta knock a few people out knocking a few people out is is a lot better than blowing some people up if you know what i mean (laughs) correct yeah i know what you mean but i mean did they see your face is uh inishman gonna be able to come back and tie it to us Maybe. Um, okay, so Gadget looks over at the talkie tube, confirms that there's a sock in the talkie tube hole. Well, we might have killed a guy today! Uh, It'd probably be not the greatest idea to meet up with strangers looking for us! <gasps> Quill just kind of looks at... No, 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 it's okay! That's just lobster racing! It's fine! It's cool! 
But maybe <laughs> we should leave immediately. Myriad's like, maybe. This has nothing to do with it, though, Gadget. What? <sighs> Hold on. <laughs> so Carla's like, wait, wait a gosh darn second. So you you went out there to dismantle some bombs. You ran into some people who were potentially working for the Purples. It sounds like you recognized at least one of them. Mm-hmm. There was probably some kind of conflict. So you probably potentially killed at least one of them they were probably potentially going to kill us well i mean i guess you gotta do what you gotta do and i'm glad that you're back here safe but this would have been something to tell us before because i mean do you think the purple family knows are they gonna come here now okay yeah everything sounds bad if you say it that way (laughs) Uh, in the distance, a, a work whistle blows at the at the uh, chop, signaling the change from the day shift to the night shift. Okay, okay, okay. All right. We know... Okay, we know that they don't know it was you two, right? I mean, they probably have their suspicions, but we don't know they know. Because it doesn't sound like you left anyone who could tell on you. Uh... Did you? Uh, I think technically I didn't kill the person who had a gun pointed at Gadget. I just hit them very hard. So they could be, they could be plotting potentially right now. I mean, if they didn't die from you bashing their head in, they could be reporting to Inishman right now who could be planning on coming to cause us some kind of irreparable harm while Captain is upstairs, hopefully not dying from like heat stroke or whatever is going on. Look, I didn't intend on killing the first person, but they had intentions on killing us. So... Okay, okay. And I don't... if we meet them tonight at the Rimward's uh, structure of the salt cake plant, they might be successful this time. I don't think, okay, that's a good point, but I don't think that that person was one of the people you were fighting. This person sounded different, and I think I forgot to mention that this person showed up because Yazoo showed up, and Yazoo was looking for Chalice and was going to bring us in and was going to lock us up. And then I confused Yazoo and the beef heads who were with Yazoo. But uh, I'm not sure they were going to buy it totally until this stranger showed up. This stranger, we all I'm going to say is we're in a bad position. We could use all the allies we can get right now. And this person might be one of those. If anything, at least I have a pretty strong suspicion they're not working with the Purples. Yazoo? Yazoo showed up. Yeah, you know the one that's got that really distinct voice? Oh, yeah, I I know who Yazoo is. Yeah, Yazoo was there. Yazoo was looking for Chalice. 
I was able to convince Yadu that this was not Chalice. This was Quest, my younger sibling, who had just been traveling with us since we left uh, Dime. I guess Yadu's been looking for us since we left Dime. And then they found out we were here in Subita. I don't know if it had anything to do with the race and Augustine kind of stepping into the limelight again. I'm not really sure, but... All I'm saying is it seems like there's numerous sources here on Subita that might want a piece of us. And uh, we're in a kind of a vulnerable spot right now, especially with our fearless leader on, uh, you know, bed rest. Uh, I hate to admit that I am kind of curious how they got our spirit machine from the ghost ship. And they sound like you. I mean, not exactly like you, but enough that I was like, wow, that person really sounds like Gadget. Mm. And Gadget turns back over to the talkie tube to confirm that there's a sock in the hole. <laughs> okay, Quell. I know I might have told you that my parents were eaten by Bigfoots or something. But in truth, I might have been a runaway. I'm not super excited to hear about this. Well, uh... I mean, I guess we could have pretended that it was just some kind of regional dialect, but I always did have some suspicions that you might have some family or connections here on the landberg of your origin. (laughs) 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 But that being said, if you're concerned that the person might recognize you, I guess we could try to disguise you somehow on our way there. But they said to meet at twilight, and twilight is is swift arriving. I like the way you think. <laughs> they sounded like uh, their their voice reminded you of Gadget, and also somebody else you couldn't place. It was kind of it was kind of an uncanny voice. There was something odd about it. But yeah, tough to place, especially from just like the few you know clipped sentences you exchanged. Almost like they had a gadget voice modifier. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think we should meet with them. I mean, I would say what else could happen because we're already kind of in a up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's always room for more. But I think that if we bring Myriad, we can handle ourselves. And Gadget, nobody knows Subita like you do. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm on board. What do you think, Myriad? I mean... As long as we're not planning on killing any more people, I think it should be okay. Oh, one's enough? (laughs) One was too many, honestly. You know what? I'm glad to hear you say that, Mary. (laughs) I really, truly am. Quell the killer, coming down against all this, you know, all this killing action. Jeez. I have never killed anyone. I know. Myriad looks at Quell very suspiciously after hearing that. Because <laughs> it's not uh, like Pringles, like once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Quell, like straight out of a John Woo movie. <laughs> Heroic bloodshed. Uh, uh, all right. So are the three of you going to meet up with this person? Yes, but... I have very sad news. I'm going to have to leave my bug out bag behind because my name is on my bug out bag now. Oh, no. Could you just cover it up? 
Could you like? I'm sure that I'm was sure signed they're... by Zinc Garland. I would never cover that up. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are gonna have to leave that behind. Don't forget, mm-hmm. you can always sneak through Augustine's uh, cosplay wardrobe. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's like. Oh. Okay, we need to go. We need to get secretly, sneakily into Captain's quarters and access the cosplay wardrobe. And guys, this the is the heist. <laughs> you need to roll skulk for that. I have an okay skulk. I've got an okay skulk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, where is Augustine? Where does Augustine keep their stuff? Is it in the captain's crew? Car, captain's quarters? Is it in the cargo bay? Um. I don't know. Just like a little trunk in the cargo bay. I am so ready for this mission impossible to freaking get this clothing. (laughs) I mean, you've all used it before because that's what we uh, did. From the catering. Yeah. 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 Well, since it's Augustine's stuff, um, if you think it would make sense that either Augustine wouldn't catch it or would just be aware of and allow their kooky crew to use their their costume stuff then that could just happen it wouldn't necessarily be a roll i still want to roll i just i want to roll to see if augustine knows what we're doing i mean if you feel a skulk roll and the spirit is just moving you like i'm not gonna tell you to stop i'm just saying this is usually how we resolve player versus player type things. <laughs> Poor Gus is all like traumaed out and we're like, how sneaky are we going to be when we steal their stuff? <laughs> we don't want to disturb Gus. Quill really is very clear. She does not want to disturb Captain and she doesn't want Captain to feel compelled to put himself in harm's way to kind of be the parental figure for this crew of children making poor decisions. Wait, I'm not a child, I'm an old man. This crew of children and like their doddering weird uncle. (laughs) Or weird, I don't, what is, because myriad is they, them. What is like the gender neutral of uncle and aunt? Entel, I think. Their doddering entel. Who is enabling them and making these poor decisions? Myriad doesn't daughter. Myriad, myriad uh, pole vaults from ship to ship. That's like the opposite <laughs> of daughtering. I say daughtering, and yet absolutely one hundred percent the most physically like equipped of all of us is myriad, without a doubt. So they're strangely ripped old entel. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ever meet somebody who's just like weird muscled? like Like strong and just kind of a way that makes you go what (laughs) i want i want quell to roll for skulk but i want you connor to roll the kagagami high table to see what costume we get (laughs) (laughs) all right does anyone want to assist me with this skull is there like does gadget have any like like lower me from the air vents (laughs) i i will do my best to assist Without hurting yourself. Oh, well, what out, you ain't bad. If you're assisting, you take stress. Yeah, that's always like, I, maybe don't. I got I got a couple. We're, we're fine. It'll be All fine. Right. It'll be fine. I, I'm ready for this. So are you assisting me? I, I'm not late. Okay. <laughs> 
for, for this to be an action role, I need to lay out narrative stakes. And I'm telling you, you can just do the thing. We want to see. We're like home aloneing this, okay? We really, truly are like, okay, whatever. It's like, don't wake daddy. Okay, like, don't okay. Don't well, fuck around and find out. I'm not the game master right now. Augustine is. So Augustine, please give them the position and effect level since this is all about your character. That is true. Uh, oh no. Um. Guys, we're really good at this game. Our last heist was a mission we chose to do ourselves with no with no payout. Yeah, we're like, okay, we need to steal some clothing out of Augustine's cosplay wardrobe. <laughs> without him knowing we don't want uh, you to know uh risky standard okay. excellent first move as a fortune <laughs> in the dark game master <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay all right so what i got the, my what are the, like, oh what were you saying i was gonna say like what are the stakes narratively uh, Augustine will get to, you know, if you get a six, then Augustine doesn't have anything to do to you. But if you get consequences, well. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I want the amazing gadget to describe how she's assisting me in literally stealthing in to wherever Cap is holding these clothings, clothings, items of clothes, <laughs> so Garments. that I can surreptitiously lift them out and smuggle them back. All right, um, we, we're crawling through the laundry chute like it's Home Alone. <laughs> the Beluga has a day of a laundry chute. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a dedicated crew quarters, but we have a laundry chute. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't think we also don't have a laundry machine, so, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually just a slide from the upper deck to the lower chute. deck. <laughs> There's an air shaft there that you don't remember being there before. <laughs> This is not our first time crawling through air shafts. The beluga is growing and changing a little bit in subtle ways, and this is the first manifestation of that you really noticed. I take this as the beluga supporting us in this endeavor. <laughs> the beluga's like the room of requirement. <laughs> All right, so you heard Augustine. It's it's risky standard. Who's rolling it? I'll, I'll roll it. I just wanted to hear how Gadget was going to assist me with this. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, it would be a stress cost of b- b- gadget. Oh, I closed gadgets one. That's the problem. Mm, two. All right. Can you swing that gadget? I don't want to put you in harm's way either. Two's fine. That's fine. All right. Well, with gadget's assistance, and I imagine gadget has just like uncanny knowledge of mechanics. So she would know like exactly where to put our hands so that we don't make the air vents creak as we're climbing through them. <laughs> like, you know, John McClane in Die Hard, like, going on through them. Uh, she might have like a way like to like hook a winch to my belt to lower me into the room. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. gadgets pretty impressive. But uh, so if it's two, what would you like to give me gadget for this risky standard role to improve it? Okay. Do you want... Uh, since we're just making stuff up right now. Well, I mean, I'll always take an extra die. That's always That makes the most sense because we can't really change our position because we literally just made up the position a moment ago. Uh, it doesn't really make sense to have improved effects. So yeah, extra die. 
Excellent. Do I get another one too, since it was two stress, or do, do I only get one? You do, yes. Or uh, get rather gadget gets to pick another benefit. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't pick the you can't pick the same one twice. Otherwise, everybody would always just pick extra dice. All right, Good. improved effect. Find nice. a cool outfit. Sweet. Okay, so it's it's risky. Great, right? Yep. With an extra die. Hmm. Let's hope I click the correct one. Well, okay. <laughs> we got a four. Hey, that, that, that was it. Was worth the extra. Die, it was so. worth the extra die. Uh, well, Game Master Augustine. Uh, there's a, a somewhat success, right? Let me just copy the, the, the text of it and I'll put it right here in roll 20 since we're all looking at it. It's almost better that we didn't just straight up succeed. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> all right. That's what happens on a four to five. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. Uh, so which of those do you think happens here since they, they got a mixed success? Um, you do it, but there's a consequence. I'm oh, no, it's the exact out. outfit you're going to wear tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, the outfit you're going to go wear with for dinner with Inishman? Oh, no. That, uh, you'll find out later. <laughs> oh, oh, no! We think we got away with it. We're like, okay, I don't think we woke. I don't think we woke Captain up. (laughs) Are you gonna try to resist that, uh, Quell or or Gadget? No, that's hilarious. I love it. It's great. I love it. I'm I'm kind of afraid, but also excited, which is a great place to be. So. (laughs) All right. So you got great effect, which means that you're able to get um, very. Like you're basically your pick of of costumes, uh, considering you know that Augustine doesn't have like a full costume shop in there. You're still able to do a pretty good job. Excellent. I'm gonna pick something out that's super rad, that's totally in gadget style, but not so gadget that everyone would just be like, "That's gadget dressed up." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh and uh, yeah, it's it's enough for the three of you. Of course, you're able to get some for for Myriad too, if if they want them. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I was mostly going to dress up Gadget because Gadget doesn't want anyone to know that that's Gadget. But right, I'll bring yeah. enough for everybody to pick. Oh. <laughs> it's just it's a costume party. They're all going as flappers. So <laughs> one of you has to be the mobster because there's always a mobster too. Oh um, no. <laughs> Myriad the mobster. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. With a, so, yes. with a tribbly. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, you probably have a Tommy gun in there somewhere. So, <laughs> a Tommy caster gun. Yes. Uh, so, we're all, we're all dressed up for a night skulking around the salt factory. <laughs> great. Perfect. All right. And just in time, if you think if you head out now, you can still make it in what would reasonably be considered Twilight. Wonderful. Um, and as far as we're aware, Augustine didn't stir, sleeping soundly like a baby. <laughs> we are not question. as sneaky as we think we are. <laughs> next, next question. How are you going to get there? Because the sand boat, you sold the sand boat to Alice to make up for wrecking her the old sand boat that she'd let you to get around the sand park, the land park. Oh no, ah. I was hoping we hadn't sold that already. 
Okay, well, did, you could say that give... you haven't done it yet. Uh, or we, we can arrive in style. Did we give sandwich back to uh, to the tank? <laughs> um, I think the tank would probably. Well, uh, I mean, you rented it for a day, so there was probably a stable there that they collected them from. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine that you probably uh, stay put a sandwich in the stable, and then they'll they'll come and collect tomorrow after all the photo ops are done. Or, you know, press ops. Um, but <laughs> if, if you want to still have the uh, the sand boat and you just haven't given it to Alice yet, then I think that that makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, that's probably for the best. As rad as it would be to write up on Sandwich, if anything went down, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to Sandwich. <laughs>